0: Hello and welcome, Read, Pray, Share family. Thank you for joining us for another podcast episode. Today's episode comes from a Bible study lesson led by Jorian Wilson from the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. This is the second episode to our series, Who Am I and Whose Am I? And this episode is called Royalty. We pray that it blesses you in totality. Enjoy!
1: today i hope y'all are doing well uh in a moment of transparency i'm gonna be real with y'all all my notes just got deleted somehow for today and so i'm really just gonna come off the dome so y'all just y'all just bear with me i'm gonna try and recall as much as i can but god is good the holy spirit is gonna help me i got him on my side so just a brief recap last week sean talked to us about um we're in a series about identity right and we've been using 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, to talk about identity. Um, if you give me a second, I'm going to turn there. I'm doing the old school method. I don't have it on my notes, so I'm going to have to turn there in my Bible. But I want to read that verse to us just so we have some reference about what Sean talked about as well as what we are um, discussing today. And so 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 reads as, so you see, the Lord knows Actually that's not right. All right, verse nine, here we go. Sean, what's the verse? Read it for me, brother. <laughs> I'm having a tough time finding it. I got you, bro. Let me let me,
2: let me get you right. And so first Peter. Chapter 2, verse 9, and it reads in the NIV version it says, But you are chosen, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light.
1: Yes, thank you, Sean. And so last week, Sean talked about we are a chosen people, right? And so uh, he talked to us what it means to be chosen, that God, even before he created the earth, he chose us. Before He. we were formed in our mother's womb, God had chose us. Knowing all the sins we would commit, all the wrongs we would do, he still chose us, chose to accept us and love us. And so the next part of Second Peter, um, after knowing that we are a chosen people, it reads that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. And so today, what we're going to talk about is the royal priesthood aspect of this verse, the aspect of our identity. And so thinking about this royal, this holy, this holy, um, holy priesthood, this royal priesthood that is, uh, that is part of our identity, right? So the first thing that I thought about as I was studying this is the royal aspect, right? So I understood what a priest was and their role, but what does it mean to be a royal priest. And so if you look at the definition of royal, the definition of royal means to be a king or queen or to be a part of that family. And so for us, what it means to be royal is we know that Jesus is our king, right? In Revelation 19, it talks about that Jesus is the king of kings and the lord of lords. And so we know that Jesus is our overarching king. And because he is our king, we are part of his family. And how do we know that we are part of his family is because The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, that God has adopted us into his family. Let me turn there really quickly and read this verse to you. So Ephesians 1, verse 5, it reads as, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family, bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we know that we are part of God's family because Jesus has adopted us. And what does this mean for us as believers, right? So being adopted into God's family, uh, really two things came to mind. Firstly, I know that, you know, it's very special for us to be a part of his family. Many of us may come from families that we are, that consider to be disjointed or not cohesive, families that aren't full of love and contentment, if you understand what I'm saying. Some of us may come from from homes where we don't, you know, we didn't grow up with a father. We didn't have a father figure present. Some of us may have had a father figure present, but they were a terrible father. Some of us may be even raising children whose father aren't present. But being a part of God's family, we have a father. The Bible tells us that we call him now Abba Father. And Psalm 68 tells us also that God is a father to the fatherless. So being adopted into God's family has given us a father first and foremost, but also we have to understand something else about being a part of God's family. Being a part of God's family means that we have a new name. My last name is Jorian Wilson. My last name is Wilson, but that's not my family name. Sean's last name is Pierce, but that's not his family name. His true family name is Christian or son of God or disciple, that is his new family name as he has stepped into this um, this new body of of Christ believers, right? And we hear oftentimes, you know, people will say that just runs in the family or we had this bad trait because it was passed down to us from somebody else. However, as we step into our identity, knowing who we are, we know that we are part of God's family first and foremost. So no matter what the past history of Wilson's has done, whether it's been, you know, lying, cheating, whatever it may have been. Just to be transparent, my family, uh, my mom and my father have both been married and divorced several times. However, me and my wife had decided that that's not going to be our plight. That's not our route, right? And we don't have to take that on because we know, even though I may come from Wilsons, my true family is in Christ. And I, I don't have to be succumbed and come under those curses from previous generations, right? So if we choose to, we can step into this new way of living. We can step into our true identity, knowing who we are and that we are part of God's family and who God has called us to be, despite what our family on earth is, right? Also, the next part of this is knowing that we are part of this royal family, we have this new name we are also called holy royal priests. So we not only are we royal, but we are also priests. And it's important for us to understand what it means to be priests historically. So historically in the Bible, the priests were the mediators between God and the people of Israel. And so if you look at the text in the Old Testament, you'll see that the priests are the ones who are helping the people understand what God's will truly is. The priests are also the ones who are making sacrifices and who are performing the holy task. However, there's a difference between those the priest and then the high priest. The high priest had specific responsibilities, right? The high priest was the one who would go into what was called the most holy place, which was behind a curtain. And he could only go into there once a year in which he would meet with God on behalf of the people. And for him to go in there, he had to make sacrifices not only for himself, but also for the people. Because if he was to step into the most holy place and he wasn't right, he would die instantly. And so he had to be right, right? And so we know that in this text, we are called priests, but we are not called high priests. We are called priests because we are in that fellowship with God. However, Jesus is our new high priest. And I just want to read chapter, Roman, I mean Hebrews chapter 7 to us um, verses 15 through 28. So this verse is really going to just talk to us about how Jesus is now our new high priest and how he became our high priest, right? So we talked about one that high priests and priests had to make sacrifices and that they, they were the representatives for people to God. So as I read this, see what stands out to you about. What Jesus has done in his new role so it reads this as this here we go Hebrews chapter 7 verse 15 this change has been made very clear since a different priest who is like Melchizedek has appeared Jesus became a priest not by meeting the physical requirement of belonging to the tribe of Levi but by the power of the life of but, but by the power of a life that cannot be destroyed And the psalmist pointed this out when he prophesied, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Yes, the old requirement about the priesthood was set aside because it was weak and useless. For the law never made anything perfect, but now we have confidence in a better hope through which we draw near to God. This new system was established with a solemn oath. Aaron's descendants became priests without such an oath but there was an oath regarding Jesus for God said to him the Lord has taken an oath and will not break his vow you are a priest forever because of this oath Jesus is the one who guarantees this better covenant with God There were many priests under the old system for death prevented them from being from remaining in office but because Jesus lives forever his priesthood lasts forever therefore he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. So this is what we need to point out and understand here, right? Jesus is now the one who intercedes on our behalf rather than a priest in the form of a man, right? So it says he lives forever and intercedes with God on their behalf. He is the kind of high priest we need because he is holy and blameless Unstained by sin, he has been set apart from sinners and has been given the highest place of honor in heaven. Unlike those other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices every day. They did this for their own sins first and for the sins of people. But Jesus did this once and for all when he offered himself as a sacrifice for the people's sins. what we need to get from this point that jesus is now the new high priest right the people would once have to go to a man they would have to go to someone like sean to go and talk and mediate for them between themselves and god however jesus is the new high priest and so there's no longer that need to make sacrifices or anything of that sort because jesus was our ultimate sacrifice and so we also talk about this part about going into the holies of holies, right? We talk about only the high priest could go into the holies of holies and have this uh, connection with God. So what I want to read next is just a part of the scripture that's giving us clarity and understanding, letting us know that we can go directly to God. We no longer have to go to a man to talk to God. We no longer have to go to a man to hear God's will and to understand his path for us. We can go directly and speak to God. So I'm going to read Romans chapter 10, uh, verse 19 through 23. And it says And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. So it's telling us right there that through what Jesus has done, he has opened this curtain to us to the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water. So my brothers and sisters, what I want us to get from this today is that we have direct access to God as being priests. Today we cover two parts of our of our identity. One is that we are royal, which means we are a part of God's family. Yes, God adopted us into his family, and we don't have the legal paperwork, however, we have the word of God and it's stamped by the blood of Christ as the official seal on those documents, right? On our adoption. Also, not only are we adopting to God's family and we bear this new name, but we are priests, which gives us direct access to God through Christ Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross for our sins. And so what I wanna leave us with is just a question is, one, are you, are you, have you accepted your new name? God has given us a new name, have you accepted it? And then secondly, are you walking and tapping into the power and the access that you have to God? If Think about your phone. If you plug your phone up to a, your iPhone up on its charger, right, but it's not connected to the wall, it doesn't matter how long you leave it on there, your phone is still going to be dead tomorrow, 10 days from now, but you have to plug that charger into the wall. So are you, likewise, are you plugged in and having, tapping into that access that God has given you? Um, that's my word for today. Sean, I'm going to turn it back over to you. God is good.
2: <laughs> Brother, we appreciate you. And before we really go into talking about uh, anything or the conversation, what I want to do is I want to extend that, that opportunity. If you aren't uh, plugged in, if you aren't in a relationship with the one that Jordan was talking about, with the one that, that did tear the curtain open in, in Matthew 28 when he was uh, crucified, uh for us to have that direct relationship with god if we don't know who we're talking about we want to extend that opportunity for you to be able to get to know him um and in that same chapter in romans chapter uh, 10 verse 9 um it says that we confess with our uh mouth and believe in our heart that uh that god uh that that jesus died and rose uh, with all power that we will be saved and so um we want to give that opportunity for you to be saved and also if you are one that that was saved and, and, and you know as the old pastor like to say you backslid you went back to doing the things that you used to do like i've done before we want to give you that opportunity to come back home um, and be like the part son, Um and with god has his arms open wide for you to be able to do so so right now i want to just pause for a second and give you the opportunity to be able to accept uh, either one or two if you don't know uh, jesus christ and it's, it's, and you aren't saved, we want to give you the opportunity to be saved I and mean, if you have Walked away, we want to give you the opportunity to come back home. So we're going to pause for a second.
0: All right. All right. And so if we don't have anyone,
2: I still want to be able to.
0: Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this second installment of our series, Who Am I? And Whose Am I? I want to leave you all with just a call to reflection. Um, And that is just remembering that you have royalty in your bloodline. Because the blood that was shed for you is royal. We get caught in things that were passed down from generations, but we sometimes forget the blood that was also passed down. And so remember that that blood is a part of you. That blood is in your bloodline. You are a part of a royal priesthood. We pray that this blessed you in totality. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ReadPrayShare. And until next time, continue to do like we always say, and that's read, pray, and share. Be blessed, you guys.